Over the last several weeks, perhaps you have noticed on television a mini-series called The Bible. Some of you probably have watched it, at least parts of it, and have uh, heard all of the glowing reports that people have written about it, and perhaps you've even enjoyed it yourself. When the husband and wife team decided to do the a series on the Bible, they said that they wanted to do it in such a way that they would declare the message of the Bible. Question for you this morning. You didn't know you would get a quiz this morning so early in the day, did you? But just a question for you to ponder and to think. What message does the Bible declare? It declares a message, but what message does it declare? Does it have more than one message? Or does one message flow through all of Scripture? The message of the Bible provides for us a self-revelation of God. The Bible describes for us the existence of God It describes for us His nature. It describes for us His purposes and plans. And one of the ways in which He has revealed Himself to us comes by way of creation. The verses I printed for you declare that truth. The very first verse of the Bible states it clearly and succinctly. In the beginning, God. He doesn't take the time to prove himself. He doesn't go through all kinds of rational explanations as to his existence. He just declares himself to exist. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. And then we read in Psalm 19 why he created the heavens and the earth. And we will get into this over the next few weeks in our studies. But here it states it very concisely. In Psalm 19, 1 through 6, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, leaving his chamber. And like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. Everyone observes creation. No one upon the face of the earth is exempt and hidden from God's creation. They all see the trees. 
They all hear birds. They all see creatures. They see themselves and others. They see the skies and the heavens. And God's creation speaks to them and says, I am God and there is no other. I exist. I am here. And they declare and proclaim His glory day after day, night after night. There is no place on earth their voice is not heard. Then we read in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and 20. We kind of interrupt this chapter. I didn't want to print out the whole thing, but Paul is saying he's not ashamed of the gospel. And then this follows. He says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Do you see that? God has revealed himself to every man, woman, and child. And we suppress that knowledge. Mankind everywhere suppresses that knowledge of God. They don't want to know God. They don't want to experience God. They don't want to hear God's voice. God speaks and they reject it. And they suppress it. And they push it down. For what can be known about God is plain to them. Because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they're without excuse. The message of the Bible comes to us clearly. God speaks to us and reveals himself to us not only through creation, but through the message of his word that he has provided for us to read and to study in addition to that message of the Bible we read simultaneous with that message a message for you and for me that answers life's oldest questions why do I exist? Where did mankind come from? Where did all of this about us come from? How should I relate to people about me? How should I live? Does this message from God have any direction for me on how I should live? How should I respond and what responsibility do I have for the creation about me? Why does evil exist? Why do we see about us and in my own life's experience a mixture of good and evil? And is the good really good or is it tarnished good so that it really is non-good? Why do I struggle with evil? Where does it come from? 
How come we die? These questions have haunted mankind for centuries. God has given to us a message. Not only that reveals himself and his nature and his character, but it also provides for us a message for you and me that describes for us answers to these very questions. Because the message comes from God, we know it inerrant, without mistake, without error. We know it inspired by God and not by man. The writers of these books that we have compiled in the Bible, none of them take credit for it being their writing. They all make reference to God and that God gave them the message, that God inspired them, and that they are revealing what God has given to them so that we know of a certainty that it comes from God, inspired by Him and not by the feelings of the writers of these books. Thus we know it infallible, without error, without mistake. Do we understand it all? Oh, many parts we do not understand. That really should not concern us, the parts that we don't understand. What should concern us is our response to those parts we do understand and reject and deny. We find in God's Word that He's provided for us, beginning in Genesis from the very first word, as we saw through the very last word of the last book of Revelation, God's self-revelation. And a message of His purpose, His design and His decrees for you and me. How we should live. And the demands that He has placed upon us as His creation. How then should we live? Because God has provided for us, not only in creation, but in the word that he has provided for us, written by a multitude of writers over centuries of time, that reveal to us God's character and nature. They also give to us his demands and purposes for people like you and like me. Therefore, we must read his word. Must read it. I don't want to quiz you this morning and perhaps embarrass you, but when was the last time you read it? Any part of it. I'm not talking about long books or pages. How about a handful of verses? How long has it been? It's God's Word. We must read it. And as we read it, we pray and we ask the Spirit of God to teach us, to open our eyes, to understand it, and its demands upon us and our lives. And to show us where we need to conform our thoughts, our ambitions, 
to what God says, not to what we want. And to ask God to give us the strength and the ability to do that. And to give to us the faith to believe that word, because sometimes it asks us things very difficult to do. And that go against our nature, contrary to our plans and purposes and designs. We need His strength to obey His word and to believe it and to trust it. So I call upon you today, because of the nature of God and what He has given to us in His word, to begin reading it. You say, Well, I read it. Read it some more. Continue to read it and study it and ask the Spirit of God to help you to understand it and to give to you a desire to read it because, quite frankly, we don't really want to read it, do we? We kind of like our own ambitions and desires and thoughts. Thank you very much. We don't always want God's Word to challenge us and to correct us. But we need that because God has designed us for himself. And he has designed for us how to live. And when we live and walk in accordance with his word, trusting him, we find the greatest joy and peace that we can experience. So I call upon you today to follow the hints and the calls that I've given to you to read his word to trust it to conform your life to it over the next few weeks we will look at how God has revealed himself in his word what it tells us about himself and what it tells us about you and me about our character about our nature and God's purposes for people like you and like me. And the provision that he has made for us. And his calls upon us. And we will progress through the scriptures to see how that message flows from beginning to end. And I pray that God will use it in your life to strengthen you. To call you to himself. To bring to you faith and trust upon his provision for people like you and me. Let's close with prayer, shall we?